Welcome to the Year of the Movie podcast, the podcast where we talk about movies from the year of the movie 2023. I'm Sebastian. I'm Maggie. And welcome once more. Yeah. Uh, our, our movie for today mm-hmm. is Somebody I Used to Know. Mm-hmm. Disclaimer, this is our second time recording this. So we know this is probably going to be a longer episode. Yeah. Um, we had a weird thing where none of the audio stayed which is convenient for a podcast yeah so it looked pretty good it looked pretty good <laughs> had all the video that yeah. you want uh so we started this podcast if this is your first time listening <laughs> i guess um it's a goofy year for movies and there are a lot of interesting movies that have come out this year and will continue to come out this year uh this is one of them it's somebody i used to know other movies that have come out this year that are goofy uh Cocaine Bear and 65, legally have to mention them every single time. Yes, uh, Fast X came out this year. Yeah, we remember that today. We yeah. were like, oh, a Fast and Furious movie came out this year. Yeah, uh, Paint, the Owen Wilson, mm-hmm. uh, Bob Ross spoof thing. Strays. Strays. Some other weird movies that are coming out later. Yeah. Um, Some interesting ones, too, though. Like I just saw, yeah. like, just saw the trailer for The Inventor, which is mm-hmm. like a stop-motion movie about Da Vinci. It's like the... Um, the like rudolph and um like that classic animation i cannot remember the name of the studio right now but it's got it's got math matthew barry matt barry matt barry Barry, daisy riley ridley ridley whatever or riley i don't know now i'm now i'm affecting myself i thought it was riley um stephen fry stephen fry yeah bryce do you know we've also got a the Joaquin Phoenix um, Napoleon, Napoleon movie. movie. Oh. Also, hello, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, that's we should mention that. So this is our our first episode with Bryce switching. When it comes out, this will be the first episode yeah. with Bryce. Um, <laughs> this is as we've mentioned because we're re-recording this. This is not the first episode no. we have recorded with Bryce. We have recorded. Not my fault. Not my fault no. for that first one. No. I think we have recorded eight episodes. We're on eight or nine that are recorded. I think. Yeah. Um, and then we just recorded a different thing mm-hmm. before this. So Bryce has been doing this for weeks now. We're pros but now. But for you watching or listening, this is Bryce's first time. I'll here. intentionally do everything shoddy. <laughs> just, so like you're trying to get choice. back into it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Worse than I did before. Yeah. Um, this is also uh, the first uh, movie that we have seen more than once this year that yes. we're talking about. Um because we watched this early on early on when it because it is a amazon original movie so when it came on to amazon we watched it pretty soon after it came out um and then rewatched it before we did our first episode attempt and just to be like was it really as annoying as we thought it was spoilers for what we think of the movie and then we watched (laughs) it again and it was like i actually have more notes for this now so now you get that (laughs) the synopsis for this movie is on a trip to her hometown workaholic tv producer Allie reminisces with her ex sean and starts to question everything about her life things only become more confusing when she learns sean is getting married to cassidy who reminds her of the person she used to be what were your initial impressions when you heard about this movie do you remember that? Yeah, initial impressions were something like, I like Alice and Brie. Yeah. It's directed by Dave Franco. And then they co-wrote they it co-wrote together. co-wrote it together. Yeah. So I was like, that's interesting. Um, I think the trailer showed that uh, Danny Pudi was in it. I think they showed. 
Yeah. Like maybe even a brief flash, and I love. And that he and Haley Joel Osment are like the blink and you miss it. This is yeah. the cast. Um, and I was like, this looks like a, a silly rom com. I didn't type ex- of thing. expect it to be like the best movie that we were gonna see this no, year. No, but I thought it was gonna be like, like that's. I thought it was gonna be pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it gave us a lot to talk about. It sure did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. This is uh, we talk about the trailer in these episodes um but this is the movie that made us talk about the trailer or yeah like, like this is really the the big reason why we talk about trailers was because this trailer was different yeah um which we will get into yeah so i i can i can read the the trailer okay i think at this point it would be my turn sure i really can't remember but mm-hmm. i'll do it anyways uh it begins with twinkly quirky music playing as we see a man enter a bar and a woman sees him and begins acting awkwardly obviously trying to avoid catching his eye and she slides down under the booth at the table that she's sitting in the man sees her and says Allie and she slides back up and saying Sean like she obviously didn't see him there they catch up and it's established that Allie is back visiting home and Sean is her ex-boyfriend from a decade before they kind of flirt and we see a montage of them hanging out all night in locations um, that involve eating a giant pretzel near a maypole and taking a selfie with a reindeer while romantic music plays. More dialogue is between Allie and Sean, and uh, it it shows that they're both the others, the one that got away. We see them kiss kind of in a car. It's morning, and Allie goes... The next morning, I guess, is what we are led to believe. Allie goes to Sean's house and tells tells him that she hasn't felt that free in a long time, making it clear that she wants to get back together. Sean's mom interrupts the conversation and is surprised but fully welcomes Allie. Sean's family clearly still likes Allie, and we cut to Allie sitting down at a large family dinner while Sean's mom gives a speech about how thankful she is that everyone could be there, hinting, including Allie, to celebrate she then gives a toast to the bride and groom and surprise sean is the groom engaged to cassidy who isn't Allie, and he gives a shocked ally an apologetic look across the table ally is understandably upset but then not so understandably narrates i need to see this through whatever it is while looking through a box of mementos from her relationship with sean her friend even asks you mean like between you and the groom and Allie responds we could just call him sean cassidy then enters the narrative uh clearly re-establishing that she's engaged to sean and Allie says to cassidy if you're uncomfortable with me being here i can leave and cassidy responds it wouldn't be very cool of me to kick out one of sean's oldest friends not quite sarcastically but making it pretty clear that she doesn't appreciate that Allie is there we see Cassidy on a stage performing in her band, and Allie seems to actually be getting to like her. She says, she actually reminds me a lot of me at that age. And Allie and Cassidy start to bond and even streak across a golf course together, surprising Sean and his friends. We see Cassidy walking down the aisle with Allie recording on her phone, Allie looking upset or at least uncomfortable. Her friend tells her that she's gone way too far, and she responds, I know, but I don't know what to do anymore. Then there's a shot of Allie in a bedroom alone. She gets a knock on her door. She turns to open it, and we see shots of both Cassidy and Sean on the other side um, separately, like not in the same shot, two different shots where they're on, yeah, implying that either one of them could be seeking her out. We see Allie and Sean are close enough to kiss again, and a shot of Cassidy holding Allie's face also close enough to kiss. The title card of the movie, Somebody I Used to Know. 
yeah so that's mm-hmm. the trailer um we'll get into the differences in the movie but also just like we can't legally show trailers on, yeah. on this so like if that's why we talk about them we talk about it and you're like that's interesting or whatever then you can stop and watch the movie now stop and watch the movie now yeah so it, it gives off kind of a hallmark vibe yeah um this movie wasn't released around christmas but it was like it was a valentine's movie um so it's the town is like very christmas 365 or Mm -hmm. days of the year kind of thing um it's also it's not quite hallmark in the way that it it's not clear if the couple um that like you typically root for will actually end up together in the end and it really wants to subvert classic rom-com tropes and show that relationships can be messy yeah and it kind of does that a little bit to varying levels of success yeah (laughs) So we are now getting to spoiler territory, mm-hmm. like big time spoiler territory. So if you haven't seen this movie and you're like, I really don't want somebody I used to know to be spoiled, stop watching and I guess go watch it and yeah. then play the rest of this. Mm-hmm. Um, you okay, Bryce? You're standing up? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't want to be spoiled, Bryce, yeah. it's too late because we've already talked about it in front of you. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> so... The trailer sets up like maybe a maybe a love triangle. Yeah. And the movie does not fully it it almost does it, but it doesn't fully commit to having an actual love triangle. So things that actually happen in the movie is also Allie makes several bad decisions. Just so many. So she comes back to her hometown, um, she runs into Sean oops he's getting married that weekend and then she is uh she's a producer or like showrunner basically of a reality tv show that's in la that's on like it has been canceled it's on shaky ground so she's like she really doesn't know what to do with her career but then sean's mom is like perfect you can be the videographer for the wedding oh yeah with your cell phone with your cell phone uh so that's like her excuse for staying through the rest of the plot basically or like seeing this through yeah which is like the flimsiest of excuses. yeah like there there are so many moments i know i know that's the whole point of the movie (laughs) and why we watch it but like there are so many moments where you can just be like oh this is i actually just had a healthy interaction with an ex Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna leave it there and i'm just gonna walk away And then she just actively chooses not to do that. Um, and, like, she really... she The closest that she gets to doing that is... Um, so she, like, stays through the family dinner, like, their engagement dinner, basically. Um, she finds out there, like, the trailer sets up, she finds out that that's their engagement dinner. And then she's, like... Um, she's talking to Sean's mom for a lot, and then she's like, you know what? I really gotta go actually and then Sean follows her out and she's like I'm so sorry I was here or something like that and then she leaves um hangs out with with Benny I think that's his name uh Danny Pudi yeah Yeah, that's that's Benny um she hangs out with him like you know complains to him or whatever but then like right there it could have just been done of like oh what what a wacky date i just had (laughs) but then she looks through her box of mementos about the relationship and like the thing the photos that you take when you're at the height of the relationship with the person that you're with and she was like 
I'm actually going to show up tomorrow yeah. at the thing that I was kind of invited to by his mom and keep this plot going. Yep. <laughs> and it's it's very frustrating. And they like try and uh, redeem her at the end because it's also like the title of the movie. Somebody I used to know is about herself and Allie finds herself again. And like yeah. I appreciate that aspect of it. But the the, the decision making skills not great are not great yeah um ali obviously makes bad decisions yeah sean makes worse decisions sean sucks sean is one of like this the worst characters like he isn't <laughs> abusive i'm not gonna say he's abusive no but he's a shitty person he is really there's, dumb there's really nothing redeeming about him in this movie yeah but you're still supposed to be happy. so so they don't or they do kiss in that like are they kissing yep. thing from the trailer so sean's whole introduction scene um he runs into ally um it's like crazy seeing you here that kind of stuff and then they talk for a little bit and then he's like actually can i buy you a drink or can i buy you dinner or something like that like he continues the interaction and then when it goes into that montage of them visiting all the christmas town places then he's the one who's like let me show you our old haunts like let me get you interested in your hometown again and like he initiates every single step going forward and then she kisses him in the car when he's dropping her off and that's the first moment that he gets kind of awkward and is like oh no there are consequences to my <laughs> actions <Yeah. laughs> and then just kind of shrugs at her across the table when it's like womp, womp, yeah. i'm engaged and the, um, you find out later that he purposely he, went to the bar because yeah. uh, Allie ran into someone that she went to high school with. Some he, guy posted a photo of her. Yeah, and Sean saw that on Instagram, immediately left what he was doing and went to the to the bar. To go and see her. And yeah. so, like, her saying, I got to see this through is annoying. Mm -hmm. But that's also what his thought process was of, yeah. like actually not even i've got to see this through but i'm going to make this something that i have to see through mm -hmm. and they don't really like the movie does in clumsy ways it tries to do the thing of like real life relationships are messier than hallmark makes it seem like but yeah. they n never address how much sean sucks yeah. like he apologizes to cassidy but doesn't really do anything to change. There's he, no he active... He gets angry at everyone when he made the terrible choices. Yeah, there are no... Like, he apologizes, but there are no actions that the movie shows yeah. of him, like, backing up that that's, like, a real mm -hmm. thing that he's willing to compromise on or anything. If, if it was a situation where it was a type of movie where everyone sucks mm -hmm. and, like, that's the point, then he would fit in. But <laughs> because... Because they do try to, like... They, they redeem Allie. Yeah. And Cassidy is pretty cool all the way through. Cassidy's fine. Yeah. And then, like, all the side characters are good people. Yeah. He just, like, really sticks out because he's the shittiest one. Yeah. He's really not worth fighting for. And they don't really fight each other. Um, but, like, Cassidy Cassidy is engaged to Sean. Sean is very focused on his family. So, like, the terms of their engagement is that once they get married cassidy will quit her punk band that she's in and she will move to the house that sean built yeah. which is on a shared property with his parents so it's like very mm -hmm. his family focused so she has to give up like her dreams basically yeah. to continue this relationship 
Allie was in a similar position 10 years ago and she chose to follow her dreams and go to LA, which is another writing thing that I have issues with. But so that's like... As people who moved to Cincinnati for production? Sure. But also she says, uh, I needed to move to LA. That's where the opportunities are. Sure. That's fine. But she's a documentarian. Yeah. There are, that's the whole point of documentaries is yeah. that you can find the stories literally anywhere. Yep. And she's like, no, I have to go to LA. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. But that's like the thing that they bond over. And then they, they have an interesting relationship dynamic through the movie, which like the trailer really cuts in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, a weird airplane scene. Yeah, so there's a scene where Allie is on her way back home from L.A. Um, she gets on to an airplane. She sits down. She yeah. has her cat with her and this, a little pet carrier yeah. underneath her. The movie does the annoying shorthand thing of, like, this woman is... Uh, she has a cat. She's alone. Yeah. And she's made poor relationship decisions. She lives with her cat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she sits down at the window seat. Mm. Next to her sits... Uh, a couple with a new baby who is upset the baby's crying is yeah. is not upset like actively screaming while they're sitting down and the mom is like yeah, and the mom's mom apologetic. is very nice about it she's like i'm i'm so sorry like, yeah like I, I get this sucks yeah right allison Bree's character is like oh that's okay i think i'm just gonna try to get some rest yeah which puts in her headphones puts in her headphones and and closes her eyes yeah a normal interaction everyone she wasn't here, like i hate your baby yeah everyone here was kind mm-hmm. right you do like you're like yep this does suck i agree mm-hmm. and then you go about your business you don't need to keep talking you are strangers mm-hmm. like that's fine it cuts to later on allison Bree's character is asleep everyone's asleep the baby has stopped crying yeah and then there's some turbulence and it wake no there's no turbulence sorry allison brie wakes up because her cat is vomiting yeah and she's like oh no you're sick you're sick and then she looks at it and she's like oh you vomited everywhere and diarrhea yeah for whatever reason the cat has puked and pooped mm-hmm. all over and don't she- worry it never comes back up again <laughs> and she she picks up the cat and tries to sneak by the parents and the baby to get to the bathroom to clean up the cat mm-hmm. and she's like excuse me i'm just gonna sneak by yeah and the mom wakes up for a second and goes we're just trying to rest the, like, like very both, like snarky both of the parents are like she just fell asleep yeah like they're very upset at her yeah and then repeating the thing that allison Bree said to them it's back v- it was very weird I, yeah and then it gets worse i mean one that interaction alone is just a a weird scene that is not necessary to the movie at all. Yeah. But then the scene keeps going and Allison Brie just like sneaks by them. And then there's turbulence and it causes all of the mess from the cat to spill onto the dad. Mm-hmm. Which he freaks out. The baby wakes up again and starts crying. Yeah. At this point is when you can be upset with Allison Brie. Yeah. And then it, it cuts to her in the taxi on the way home. Yeah. And like smelling her sweater and being like, I'm stinky now. Yep. It was such a weird scene I that is bad and it makes no sense. I want to know the reasoning they left this scene other than it's Dave Franco. I think it was just <laughs> supposed to be like, because this movie 
is a rom-com. Yeah, I guess. So it's... you have to have some com to go with the rom. <laughs> but this is a weird type of comedy. It was a, not the right tone. It wasn't really. It just wasn't really funny. No. And. But we're also not people who like find. I don't find vomit humor the best. Yeah. Uh, but then also it's not really funny because I feel like the initial premise is flawed because like what was the correct interaction that she was supposed to have? I get that this is another... Helping put the baby to sleep? Right. Like... I get that this is another way of trying to establish that like this is a woman that chose her career over relationships and then like doesn't interact with people yeah. in great ways. But this is the worst situation to show it mm -hmm. or like to try and show that because i'm just like no that's not allison Bree's baby yeah. I'm, I'm on her side yeah <laughs> um so that was weird it's like a short scene but i feel like it really it's, slows things down it slows things down and it just stands out at least yeah. in my mind yeah uh do we think it subverted genre and trope expectations well for being a rom-com not particularly i think I not like, like it tries but it doesn't quite stick the landing on yeah like of. they definitely try because i think in a typical rom-com ali would end up with sean would leave cassidy for ali yeah it would be instead of being about finding yourself it would be about finding the right person at the right time again yeah um so like it subverts that i guess yeah but it still ends in a wedding it ends in a Sh wedding sean and cassidy still get married sean it doesn't even though he apologizes to both cassidy and Allie, it doesn't it like his apology to Allie is um him saying i'm sorry as she's leaving and she's just like i know yeah. me too let's drop it and let's go and like that's probably the best way that they could have left each other at that point but he's still just like it the puts their... just sucky guy that somehow gets the hot girl in the rom-com right and it also like puts their actions on the same level yeah of him saying i'm sorry and her being like forget it like yeah i also have blame in this which she does she does she <laughs> she invites cassidy's parents to the wedding um who are estranged yeah. because cassidy is bisexual and um her parents aren't accepting of that yeah. so as a like she i guess in her defense so like or in ali's defense she thought this through she was talking to her like assistant person was like hey i need you to find this couple for me um like there's a wedding i need you to send them this wedding information basically yep. uh and then she goes you know what forget that what am i doing that's awful or something like that but the the assistant is like distracted by the news that um the show is not canceled it's been picked up by something mm -hmm. else um so she sends the in information on to the parents so like she almost had a, a <laughs> she was almost self-aware for a second <laughs> but then the plot doesn't let that happen nope. it's, it's just meh yeah yeah uh, uh, but yeah. ali and cassidy their relationship is weirdly the strongest like it it's the most developed part of the and movie sure yeah like it starts out not mature but then like they talk and like things i feel like this movie is very inspired by rom-coms of the 80s and 90s yeah. they like specifically mentioned my best friend's wedding at one point they're like are you trying to pull up my best friend's wedding and she's like no i would never um but i feel like if it was made during that time period then instead of ali and cassidy like 
finding common ground and being able to relate to each other i feel like it would have done some wacky hijinks of like you know she tried to or she put something in in cassidy's shampoo and now her hair is a different color like i feel like it would have been that kind of comedy of of just trying to get at each other and they Mm -hmm. definitely would have been uh pitted against each other instead of the way that this movie handles it we're like they're not friends at the beginning, but the way that they handle that is they sit down and have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, a, a, a big problem. A big, big, big problem. Whoa. <clears throat> I had something in the back of my throat. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like we said, we we're going to talk about this because the trailer is so different. And the trailer is so different because... Um, Queer bait is a big word, but I feel like it fits. Yeah. The tra- the, the trailer... trailer leads you to believe. <laughs> yeah. That there is a love triangle. An explicit love triangle. But of, yeah, of, we're like instead of like the the plot that I thought from seeing the trailer for the first time was Allie runs into Sean, has a magical night with him or whatever, mm-hmm. and then finds out that he's engaged, and then tries to do in my best friend's wedding but then sees cassidy interacts with her more and then falls for cassidy instead yeah i thought that's how it was gonna go and that's how it was gonna really how i feel the trailer was edited yeah um spoiler that does not happen not even remotely uh so a couple different uh quotes that i found about the movie and various reviews um from cordeline press is that how you pronounce that you know french uh, that one Please. <laughs> so it says the screenplay strains hard to align these characters into a love triangle no uh, parentheses no way any decent friend of cassidy or sean would welcome a lovelorn ex-girlfriend to leech onto the groom for an entire weekend of pre-wedding activities the script falters with the setup but nevertheless brings cassidy and ally together in believable and surprisingly poignant ways rather than pitting the two against each other in superficial and sexist ways yes mm-hmm but again the trailer then makes that seem like it's romantic instead of platonic yes um and then from no film school the film reimagines the traditional rom-com trope of a love triangle and finds all the characters falling for each other in one way or another again (laughs) (laughs) not quite (laughs) they fall for each other platonically yeah um this is just a personal pet peeve this is not a triangle this is a v this is (laughs) Sean is the connector point between the two of them. V for veg. <laughs> Some of your worst work yet. <laughs> yeah, Sean, listen, listen. If the left leg is Allie and the right leg is Cassidy, Sean wants to meet right in the middle. Right at the veg. <laughs> Bryce, you know you don't approve? Oh, Sean's the clit. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He's small and sensitive. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, um Allie and Cassidy are able to relate to each other in a wacky situation, but they aren't ever really romantically put together even hinted at throughout the movie even when they're literally naked together or kissing or they actually kiss so the night before the wedding um they the streaking thing they get high 
uh Allie used to be kind of a hippie and it's like was a nudist at one point yeah she was a nudist it's a thing that she's grown out of in the last 10 years or whatever but it's like it's still somewhere inside of her mm-hmm. um and then Cassidy is like that's so cool I really respect that and then they get a little bit high and they s- streak across the golf course together um it's like Allie says it in the movie she's like it oddly felt like a natural progression of the conversation i kind of agree like it didn't seem that weird no um and then like it was it was fine um and then they the night before the wedding uh cassidy thinks that sean invited her parents to the wedding and not Allie because sean is so they've family oriented he's so family oriented and it's a thing that they have fought about before is like i'm close to my family why aren't you close to yours when you have access to them sean's also adopted so he's like sensitive about Mm -hmm. biological connections um which is the thing that the movie talks about every once in a while in kind of a weird way um so Allie goes to cassidy's room i think after sean goes to her room sean goes to Allie's room at first and he like He's like, well, Cassidy and I broke up. You know what that means. And then Allie is like, I, no, actually. No, thank yeah. you. Uh, and then she goes to Cassidy's room, I think, to apologize and to tell her, like, you and Sean have are better for each other than he and I ever were or something like that. Yeah. And then they have a whole heart-to-heart thing. Cassidy has her hands on Allie's face, kisses her. And then they fall asleep and together. And then the it cuts to the next morning the two of them wake up next to each other but not in like a morning after sex Mm -mm. way it's just they Allie fell asleep at her place and then sean is now knocking on the door yeah it's just it's weird because they specifically chose scenes in the trailer yeah like are very much like you can have a physically affectionate relationship with a a friend Mm -hmm. but then to also use that as (laughs) the marketing fuel for your yeah. movie is weird um i wanted to say the the scene where uh sean and Allie are talking the night before their wedding mm-hmm. uh i think that is that the scene uh where like for a split second Allie is considering it still but yes. he says something along the lines of don't you wish we could have made different choices we hadn't wasted the Had- last 10 years of our lives yeah, and, and then, then and that's she, what makes- she reasonably was like i don't think i wasted the last 10 years yeah uh yeah because there's like uh in the car like the the first night that they spend together and like reunite um and then in the morning then she kisses him yeah. and it's the same thing of like i think they go in for a hug first or something but like her hair gets caught in his beard and she does the like hair behind the ear thing uh and it, so it's like a it's that mirrored again of like her hair gets caught in his beard and then he says that and then she stands up <laughs> and walks away from him yeah. instead of leaning in um yeah it's it's a good mirror thing of like you see the growth of her character yeah it's just sean sucks both of them (laughs) (laughs) um back to the is a queer baiting thing um some lines to me imply a deeper connection between Allie and cassidy um so i know like a trailer is supposed to make you wonder what how the plot of the movie works yeah but um a line from the trailer was i know but i don't know what to do anymore um 
and that's two lines that are caught together in the movie the line is i know i'm stopping now and that's she says that after cassidy's parents get there and then she's like i've made a horrible mistake who i don't recognize myself like blah 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 um so the trailer version leaves a lot more up in the air because that's around the time of like you don't really know exactly what's going on with the wedding activities um and then danny says something like see like you seems like you guys have a lot more going on to ally after she and cassidy were seen streaking instead of just people being like oh that's cool that you guys are friends now yeah like everyone in sean's family especially is really happy to have ally there and then instead of being like great there's no awkwardness for any (laughs) of us people are being like you guys are buddies and then a lot of what we learn about Cassidy is coupled with reminding us that she is bisexual. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of her backstory or like she, when she talks to Allie and talks about past relationships that she's been in and comparing that to Sean or, you know, just getting to know a person, then she will just casually say like, my ex-girlfriend had an issue with that or something like yeah. that. It's never really dwelled on or anything, but it is like always reminding you that Cassidy is also into women Mm -hmm. and Allie is a bit of a hippie. So who knows what could happen? (laughs) So I just think there's a gayer version of the script out there. Yeah. And I would, I would like to see that version of the movie more than this one, unfortunately. But maybe, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. We're just wrong. Maybe it's not. (laughs) So please, if you go watch the trailer, please let us know if, Knowing now that it is not, there's no gay relationship in this movie. Yeah. Knowing that, watch the trailer and please let us know. Which is why I wanted to watch it twice to be yeah. like, is it, that's why I was so annoyed at mm-hmm. it. It was like, is it actually just as frustrating watching it a second time? Yeah. And I felt frustrated yes. watching it a second time, but yeah. I don't know. I do also know because um, Alison Brie mentioned it while doing press for the movie that she is also bisexual. Yes. So I don't think that this is like a misstep. No. I think what probably happened is this is an Amazon movie. Yep. So there were studio people that were involved in the marketing for the trailer. Yeah. And that's why all of that happened. I Again, nothing to back that up, but this is what I am assuming. Probably. I don't think it was intentional on Alison Brie's part or anything. No. But it is frustrating. It is, yeah. <laughs> um some good things yeah the cast the cast is very good it's a really fun cast obviously we have allison breeze alley mm-hmm. jay ellis is sean kiersey clemens is cassidy danny pudi is benny and Haley joel osmond is jeremy i love Haley joel osmond i jeremy love jeremy is uh jeremy's just a great character he's sean's brother yeah, yeah. um but Haley joel osmond is at a point in his career where he is just taking weird goofy roles and they're all silly and and whatever he's just so fun does like the daniel radcliffe approach of (laughs) i'm gonna say yes to things i want to now and that's always a fun point in someone's career uh jay ellis i think his big thing allison brie obviously most people know her from community uh jay ellis i think uh top gun maverick was his big thing that he has also been in kiersey clemens we know from a couple different things i know her from dope mm-hmm. um i know she's been in, in a lot more stuff besides yeah. that uh danny pewdy also community community Haley joel osmond everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's all over the place yeah um 
Yeah. So that's that's the cast. That's something that we did mm-hmm. like. <laughs> uh I I don't dislike the ending. No, I don't like I don't dislike it either. Mm-hmm. Um so like it it ends where Cassidy and Sean they get married mm-hmm. and Allie goes off and she films a documentary about a nudist colony. Um, yeah. So the the reality show that she was breaking on was um like Desert Island or yeah. something like that. Um, it's basically like Love Island, but with chefs and it was like very much making fun of like the reality TV thing. Um, and she was, she's essentially like lost what she was originally going for with documentaries. And then the end of the movie, she makes a documentary that like is true to something that she really believes in. And then she also films it with the whole crew naked because the subject of the that she was interviewing was really nervous about being on camera so mm-hmm. she's like i'll make you more comfortable yeah instead of what you saw her doing earlier which was like just sitting in silence until the subject said something that she could use yeah something like juicy for a yeah. commercial or something yeah so yeah. she she finds herself she's yeah has better interactions with people she's visiting her mom on the weekends more often and then it's hinted that like she might have a, a romantic thing from one of the people who worked on the yeah who earlier in the movie rejected her um but now that she has found herself then i think people are now open to the real her or whatever yeah. And so yeah bryce uh, you, you raised your hand okay so i just watched the trailer <laughs> having never watched it before uh-huh. yeah i can see i can see what you guys are getting at yeah, yeah. i i get like i went in raced <laughs> what you guys had just said just looking at it factually no volume yeah. yeah just the way that everyone was looking at each other mm-hmm. the way that they cut it absolutely yeah so we have bryce on our side still let he us is know unbiased <laughs> let us know in the Mostly comments unbiased. go watch that trailer and let us know if yeah if you agree that there is a weird queer baitness yeah happening uh the ending of the movie she also sees on, on instagram that cassidy is still touring with the band yes um but now pregnant she's pregnant and sean is like it's a selfie that he took so like they're together and happy and whatever he's making it work yeah like he showed some growth in that he he compromised and that she could keep her job yeah (laughs) (laughs) man (laughs) (laughs) um yeah the the writing was a little sloppy clunky a little clunky it wasn't always natural but it wasn't like a stylized movie that would could get away yeah with having weird yeah like wes anderson isn't naturally delivered dialogue but it's it's stylized like it works for that specific thing and yeah it was just like i feel like you said when we were watching it one of the times you're like i know allison brie is a better actress than this she's great and she just was not i don't know if, if maybe like dave franco wasn't the right person to direct her but the script seemed like it was just so clunky that like she i could tell it was allison brie i and not the character yeah there were there was some times where it was like i i am very aware that some that an actor is delivering this line yeah. instead of like thinking about it as Allie and mm-hmm. sean yeah um yeah the soundtrack pretty good yeah it was a good soundtrack we like soundtracks. <laughs> that's that's a big theme of the show, I think. Yeah. 
On to production facts? Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, I think we've definitely sped through as compared to the first time we recorded this. Oh, um, she, Allie is weird about her relationship with her mom. Oh, yeah, that is kind of weird. They kind of, that's another thing that, like, the ending, she is making time for her mom now, but, like, her mom keeps texting her and you hear a couple voicemails where she's like, hey, haven't heard from you in a little while. Just like want to see if you're doing good and yeah. everything. And then Allie on the plane ride before the cat happens, um, she like calls her mom and says, surprise, I'm on my way to see you. Yeah. And then so like frames it as a visit to go see her mom. And then all this other stuff happens. So they can't quite hang out. And then Allie just doesn't make time for her. And then they finally have a heart-to-heart thing. Yeah. And and then they make time for each other and everything. So it's like yeah, it's one she of those shifts her priorities. And this is another way that she shifts her priorities. Mom-daughter relationships where the mom is, like, really supportive. The mom is really supportive, but in, like, a set-dressing way. Yeah. And she's, like, she's she's clearly got a life outside of her daughter, mm-hmm. which is good. Because her introduction scene is... She's uh, having sex with uh one of Allie's former teachers yeah she's like you remember mr jones or whatever (laughs) so yeah that's just i don't really have a whole lot with that that was just another thing that it was Mm -hmm. happened in the movie yep um yeah production facts it was released february 10th 10th 2023 on amazon (laughs) um it has a runtime of 106 minutes and i think it's rated r uh because of the nudity yeah i would assume yeah um it has a 72 percent on rotten tomatoes with a 62 percent audience score uh 57 out of 100 metacritic 3.5 stars on amazon itself um i think the 72 percent versus 62 percent audience score is interesting i yeah, feel like it's interesting that critics like this more than yeah audiences most do. of the other ones that we've talked about which at this point with how podcast time works i don't know if those episodes have come out yet by the time this is out probably not but i feel like if there's a difference between those two percentages most of the time the movies that we've covered so far audiences will like a movie more yeah um so that's interesting uh again no follow-up on that (laughs) just a thing was it a financial success it's a big old question mark because that's how streaming movies work um so i'm unsure of the like a specific number for the budget but a bunch of reviews that i kept seeing for the movie described it as a low budget indie comedy it feels like a indie comedy but guess who made this amazon studios yeah guess who has the most money in the world (laughs) (laughs) it also like it doesn't look low budget no it looks great the lighting is top notch yeah and like the cinematography isn't like anything super special there's no like stylized no i think it's just the quality the overall quality of it is like there are a couple things that maybe fell through the cracks or like the writing isn't as polished or whatever it's like yeah you can forgive that for an it's like if hallmark didn't spend only a week on their movies it's better than hallmark but it's worse than every everything else or i don't know what the top of that sandwich is but yeah yeah it's a step above hallmark um yeah and then articles i found kept referring to it as an independent film but it was exclusively (laughs) released through amazon so i guess they're the distributor so it's technically still an independent are they the distributor because they're also the it was amazon studios 
that made it. Oh, no, you're right. So it's... No, you're right. That's not independent. No. <laughs> not even a little bit. No. Um, it was written by Alison Brie and Dave Franco. It stars Alison Brie, and it's directed by Dave Franco. Uh, this is the second movie that they've written slash directed together. The first was the horror movie The Rental. I think that was... 2019 maybe i, I forget the year remember. for that um there's not much specific about it that stands out as like a thing that you could pinpoint to as franco's directing style yeah. but like again this isn't a super stylized movie it's pretty straightforward and i don't know enough about the rental to be able to compare the two <laughs> movies um but it's also interesting that like we have such a big issue with the writing yeah. and like the acting when I mean, I, I was wondering, like, if maybe is she just over-rehearsed at that point or, like, you're too familiar with the material where then it, like, gets away from being or feeling authentic when you're delivering it. If yeah, you know, know, like, every single stage that that line went through through the writing process, I don't know. But she knows, like, but she it knows could also It could be the thing because he directed it that mm -hmm. he trusted her to do it. Like yeah. to play the part and maybe like he didn't direct her as much as he should have because and they're married <laughs> because they're they're married yeah and so she just did it more as allison brie yeah and maybe. less than or like and not as much as like doing a character um this was also an idea that they came up with during quarantine like on a walk together so i wonder if it was like percolating yeah. through that whole time of like yeah at that point then the character kind of becomes you or there's not a whole lot of separation sure yeah um yeah it was edited by ernie gilbert who also worked on donald glover's show atlanta and the this is america music video um so another community connection and then he has a strong background in music videos and it said it helped especially in editing the scene of the band's final performance before the wedding to really sell the stakes of the scene and establish the dynamics between the three main characters which i can see because that was a good scene it's uh it's a very long scene um and it's yeah it's very good it's like the point where the dynamics of everything really changes or yeah. like there are some actual stakes to the relationship i guess where um allison brie is still trying to actively go for sean um this is a bar that they're all meeting at like the i guess the day after she found out that they're engaged or yeah. something um so cassidy's band is performing you can see her like allison brie was recording on her phone um you can see like cassidy in her element or like at her best basically mm -hmm. and then allison brie is able to appreciate that or that aspect of her and then cassidy tries to uh embarrass Allie yeah. by saying because Allie makes these little songs and that's like a thing that she was known for is just making like doing sing-songy dialogue basically mm -hmm. they're not good songs it's just a thing that she would do yeah. uh so she calls Allie up on stage to try and embarrass her and then Allie is able to like make up a song yeah. basically and like gets everyone back on her side and then Cassidy is annoyed by that yeah. but is I don't know I guess respects her or yeah, something was... and then they have their sit down talk and then Sean is over in the corner just like being so upset that these two women I can't are speaking believe to the each two other. women that I've kissed in the last 24 hours are talking to each other do right now what do I do, do you think they're talking about me <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah yeah 
Well, mm-hmm. we definitely sped through that compared to when we recorded this the first time. Yeah, I'm I not f- as mad about the movie anymore. We got it all, all out yeah. in the last one. It's but very cathartic doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we, I think we still touched on everything that was important. Mm-hmm. Like that really like matters in yeah. this movie um, um oh cassidy has great friends oh yeah cassidy has two really great friends who Her the entire mates. time are like we will take Allie out yeah not murder but just like we will remove her from the situation yeah and they do at times yeah. too and it's really it's just like they're the healthiest people yeah the um ally kind of does her videographer job a little bit where she like she says oh yeah i'm gonna do interviews with everyone the night of the rehearsal dinner yeah um and then her friends, Cassidy's friends, uh, Allie tries to go after Sean a couple of times to, like, talk to him or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and her friends are like, hey, we got to do our interviews right now. Like, yeah. they separate her as much as they can and they keep her busy. Uh, and then there's one, an- another clunky dialogue thing mm-hmm. of um, they're all in a sauna together. It's a spa day, pre-wedding activity um i would love to know how much this wedding cost but um <laughs> the the two bandmates are exiting the sauna as ali is g- walking in um and like we know as the audience that she is going after sean but none of her actions around anyone in public has really reflected that besides yeah. the fact that you're hanging out with your ex-boyfriend Which is during a, this wedding a big weekend. thing oh, not an ignorable yeah. red flag um but her friends the cassie's friends are leaving and as they're walking past Allie, they just go oh look it's the intruder or the poser or something yeah. like that and it's just like yes you're not wrong but <laughs> it was, was weird it was the lamest way you could have said yeah it was that. a very like high school yeah thing to say like i can't believe she wore that to lunch <laughs> you wore that yeah okay but i yeah, yeah. But I respect the yeah the energy behind it. <laughs> well, I think that brings us to us rating the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a four rating system with five options. Yep. Uh, zero out of four is oh no bad 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 movie. <laughs> One is that was a movie. It happened. Yep. Two is a technically good movie. We changed that. But yeah. Um from the last three episodes the last three episodes yeah were two was like uh enjoyable yeah but i don't know we, we thought that was not quite there so it didn't ch- quite yeah match like it has good elements so we've changed it to like a technically good movie yeah. like the soundtrack and whatever yeah. like yeah three is an enjoyable movie and it's te- it's well made or yeah. just it's enjoyable enough i don't know for oscar worthy yeah heck yeah that's the movie of the year the movie <laughs> uh my rating for somebody i used to know is a two out of four mm-hmm. what's Mine? your rating uh shocker it's also a two out of four whoa um <laughs> it's i really feel like this movie is almost good it's almost there yeah yeah there, uh, there, i think two or three more drafts of a script yeah <laughs> or just like Man, if you really got a different editor for that trailer, honestly. Yeah, it's like, true. That swayed. If, if you watch this movie without... This is bad advice for the end of a podcast yep. where you just listened about the entire movie. But if you went into this movie with zero knowledge of the plot or anything, I feel like 
you would be pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah. But <laughs> the marketing works against it. The little marketing that did exist. Yeah. I feel like there wasn't a whole lot when it came out anyway. True. Well, I mean, I feel like that even with all that, it, the plot that the trailer presented seemed far more interesting than... Yes, yeah. than correct. Actual, like, that was actually a love triangle instead of a... Yeah. Yeah. V. yeah, no, that's for sure. It is a better story. Which yeah. I, I can appreciate, like, making a platonic connection be the focus of your movie instead of romantic. Like, yeah, romance being in movies like is really shoved down your throats and kind of gets annoying after a yeah. while and like having showing that you can have an interesting friendship dynamic or like that that could have also been cool but because the way that they end their whole interaction from the wedding weekend is Allie leaves the wedding early she doesn't stick around for the actual wedding which is good yep. um and then like they follow each other on instagram but that's the extent of their relationship like that's how much that they talk to each other yeah. so like you don't get any follow-up of any of the the grounds that they covered and like like maybe they would meet up for coffee every three years or something like like yeah they're not gonna hang out anytime no. soon <laughs> so it just yeah uh, meh. it was like meh. you said almost good yeah but anyway that's kind of what we thought mm -hmm. of the, the movie um we watch another yeah other movies it's true we watch a decent amount of movies um so at the end of the episode we kind of talk about other movies that we have seen in 2023 but aren't necessarily yeah. from this year yeah so to to keep with a rom-com theme mm -hmm. uh we're gonna talk about so i married an axe murderer mm -hmm. which is a great movie from the 90s it's a rom-com it's michael myers yeah um that is a movie that i would give a three out of four because it's well yes. made and enjoyable um yeah it's, it's a lot of fun i don't want to really like give too much away 1993 1993 yeah um oh that's perfect that's we can talk about it on a whole episode for patrons oh that's, that's true. a 30 year anniversary yeah um it's just, it's a lot of fun. Um, the humor is great. Soundtrack is also good. Soundtrack is very fun. If you really <laughs> like the song, There, there She, she goes. goes. They play it about five times. <laughs> this is the movie for you. Yeah. They don't just play the same version, though. They do different versions in this in this movie. She's still going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a lot of just great random characters yeah. that, like, don't really add too much to the story but it's just like this is a comedy it totally all the way through it makes sense it's a good movie with for like four character actors yes yeah. alan arkin is in it for some reason he's not credited mm -hmm. but he he plays a character in multiple scenes and he's so good in it yeah um i really don't want to like give too much away it's also been out for 30 years it's, so like yeah but if like if you aren't spoiled then congratulations yeah. the title is so i married an axe murderer so you like you get what like you know the, what to someone is an axe murderer yeah. involved <laughs> um, <laughs> not saying who <laughs> but yeah that is that is a movie that uh that we watched also subverts 80s 90s rom-com tropes yeah more successfully yeah i would say and it's not like there is still michael myers humor but it's not overtly michael myers humor no we do quote yeah whoa man a lot yes um which that's the most like 
you should watch the movie to know what we're talking about. Yeah, that's the most Michael Myers humor I think that you get. Is that and when he goes, hello! Yeah. Like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. uh, Bryce, you said that you had a movie that you... Oh, yeah. Uh, so sticking with tropes and uh, romantic comedy, I want to tell you about Willy's Wonderland. Because, oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Was this an... Have you, have you two seen it? I've seen it. I haven't seen it, but I, I know what it is. Yes. I so, will say... Um, at some point, we will have to watch um, Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Yeah. Um, and Five Nights is in. Yeah, this there's a Five Nights month, movie coming. Oh, year. that is this year. Yeah. I thought it was next year. Okay. Well, let me. Let so me, if we watch Five Nights this year, then this would be another good time to talk about that movie. Here's the thing: this movie made me way less excited for Five Nights. Yeah. This yeah. movie was no. I heard awesome. that like this movie really did what you really, really want. The, yeah, my mm, Nicholas Cage. Yes. Just which there's so many movies with Nick Cage this year. This was like towards the like he's going towards the peak of uh his renaissance. Like yeah. this movie came out and it was like oh okay he's back and he's doing goofy stuff again. But like he's very good in this. He doesn't say a single word. He had the best part of the movie to me is his timer going off every hour he stops whatever he's doing mid fight mid anything anything he goes to the fridge he takes out a soda he drinks it he plays a game he has his 15 minute break the timer goes off again he crushes crushes the soda throws it in the trash can and then goes back to whatever it was that he was doing there's no explanation for it no, there's like i, I love that part because i i was afterwards yeah I, while i was watching it it did not bother me because it was so good. Yeah. I didn't care. I just wanted to see it. Afterwards, I was like, okay, who is this guy? I, I wanted, what, what was his motivation? What? What? Yeah. I looked at it and they purposely gave him little to no backstory. Other, The only things you know about him are that he's a loner drifter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he drinks these sodas, energy drinks, and... He has a military background because you see dog tags in yeah. the rearview mirror. That's all you get because they wanted you to be able to put your put yourself in yeah. that character a little bit yeah. because it's like they took the immortality and durability of the villain in a lot of horror movies and gave it to the main character, yeah. the protagonist. And you're just like, heck yeah, man. <laughs> let's let's see him just uh, Nick Cage curb stomp a gorilla <laughs> onto a toilet, which that toilet should have broke, but yeah. I was here for it. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it spawned a lot of really cool theories mm-hmm. that came from it. Like some people were speculating, oh, uh, he, his parents were killed by these animatronics. Or an interesting one was uh, the he was part of the cultists mm-hmm. uh, and he disagreed with them. They broke off and that's how he knew where to defend himself from mm-hmm. these attacks. But the one that I liked the most is that the premise is not this isn't spoilers if you know five nights of freddy's you know this movie Mm -hmm. yeah uh but spirits of these serial killers are now in these animatronics some people propose the theory that this is one of the spirits from from the willy animatronic that whenever it transferred this spirit went into a person oh and so that's why he's taking those breaks. That's why he doesn't talk. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you get a 15 intermission in between these shows. <laughs> he has to take his 15 intermission, do that. And then when he's on, he's cleaning. He's doing something all the time. And I I, I like that one. Yeah. yeah interesting. I think that one's interesting. Uh, 
but it's just this movie's so relieving <laughs> just seeing yeah. everyone this is a i know we don't do house but i feel like it's a three out of five where like or no 3.5 out of four where it's not it's not oscar worthy i totally understand no. that but it's it's so well done for what it's trying to do mm. that like if you're able to buy into it then it's just like yeah i'm i'm ready to go with wherever this is going the premise and nick cage nick cage being nick cage yeah, yeah. even without speaking that he's yeah. like it part of like the appeal of the movie is because it's so weird and like nick cage is in it and that is gonna make it weirder but i also feel like i don't know who else could be in that <laughs> like you yeah. can kind of put anyone into that role because it doesn't it's not a speaking role but it's still i don't know it's just it's very good for nick cage the casting is really good yeah. oh, uh yeah. i also kind of like that it's kind of like the that video game character trope of like um you should be down absolutely like a single hit you should have a concussion but then like you keep going and whatever and like you also don't speak and like you can kind of just put yourself into the protagonist's skin and just go with wherever the plot is going so right. it's like that, that was part of their yeah plan. i think nick cage proposed that yeah in the story it was like hey uh what if we had the yeah, add the pinball game so it's like you know we i'm leveling up in a game after eight beat each boss mm-hmm. you know okay nick he was right yeah it was it was great and like the thing that made me realize how much this was being carried by and also the animatronics were awesome yeah Uh, visually everything but i didn't realize how much he was carrying it until other people came into it Mm -hmm. like because you get some other people in the beginning and then it's just nick cage for the longest time and then the Scooby gang comes in and tries to help out. Yeah. And then you realize I don't care about any of these kids. <laughs> some of them have some funny one liners. Yeah. There's one kid that it looked like they were trying to start something with him. He was like, there's many things you don't know about me. I grow my own pot. And then he just dies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's just like, I don't care about any of these yeah. kids. Give mm-hmm. me more Nick Cage. <laughs> They kind of establish lore with like the the cop too. Le- Do you not know the backstory? Yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. And then goes into it the entire time. Nick Cage in in world is not paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't care. That's good. He's just there. Like it's just a job for him yeah. to take care of this place. It's it's a good one. Yeah, I'll check it out. At some yeah. Point. Well, I think that brings us to our conclusion of today's episode. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you for watching today's episode of the Year of the Movie podcast, the podcast where we talk about movies from the year of the movie, 2023. And others sometimes. <laughs> and others sometimes. Uh, we will see you next week.